When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's right, everybody. We are back. This is episode 152, and I'm going to point the finger at Mike here because we have a title for this episode, but in the notes, I'm looking right at the notes, and it says, title TBD with Pratham. It's not TBD. Oh, he's copying. I can see him. Google Docs. He's copying. The actual title is Machine Learning and Building a Twitter Community with Pratham. Come on, Mike. Come on now, bud. Oh, you, <laughs> now, now, you copied, now you copied a header into like the regular text and now it says with Pratham with Pratham and now he's deleting it look at this live live using the power of the internet I'm Matt that's Mike that's editing everything and this week we'll be talking to someone that needs almost no introduction Pratham a 16 year old as of recording the interview with him machine learning and Twitter uh, phenomenon influencer whatever you want to call it has a big community around him on Twitter so if this sounds interesting to you and you want to support the show, you can go check us out on Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, or share this with your friends. And our guest today, as we already said, is a well-known personality on Twitter, well over 75,000 followers. He's also a 16-year-old, again, as as the we, we'll talk about, his birthday was like right after our interview with him. So 16-year-old, as of the interview, a self-taught developer. And we'll be talking to him about how he started development specializing in, you know, machine learning, the math, not using math with it, all that stuff, because the math always scares people away with machine learning, and how he got a job by building a massive Twitter audience. So if you're ever, if you're interested at all in gaining followers on Twitter, learning machine learning, learning, we also talked about passion versus uh, profit in, in the programming space. If you're interested in any of that stuff, Pratham gave us a bunch of great insight on that, great little interview Let's cut to that call right now. All right, everybody, we have Pratham on the line here. And before we jump into this packed episode, I want to uh, ask you how it's going, uh, what's going on, how's your COVID life? That's the that's the question now uh, that I ask everybody. And, uh, you know, what's going on? How's your day been? Hey, Matt um, and Mike, you know, thanks for having me on this podcast. And yeah, everything's going fantastic. Um and uh, being a student and going through this COVID situation, uh, it's an interesting experience for sure. Uh, going through the online classes and stuff like that. But yeah, generally it's been uh, seriously amazing. I mean, I've been able to meet so many new people because of the lockdown and, you know, people. Uh, I've, I've just been able to meet so many awesome people online. It's just, yeah, it's a, it's a really special sort of situation. And, you know, I, I've, I've come to love it. It's crazy. So you took you took a pretty negative situation and you made it extreme positive, which is nice to hear. Usually we have like, you know, oh, we've been stuck inside. It sucks and all that. And you're like, you come in here and it's <laughs> super positive about the whole COVID situation. But you legitimately did take full advantage of the fact that you were in lockdown because there's just so much that you've kind of accomplished during that time. And we'll talk about it during this episode. 
But just just wanted to give you kudos on the positivity right there. But just to get into it right away, uh, I mean, you had a short coding career maybe, but how did you get started in coding? Why did you go into coding and development? Yeah, so it's uh, it's been a very interesting journey for sure. So uh, if you go back like five years ago, uh, way back in 2015, I was in fifth grade. And um, I remember my mom put me into this programming workshop uh, just so you know I could get a feel for how programming works and what it is all about so I mean I I learned uh, a bit of I learned a bit of basic python in that coding workshop for a couple of days and that you know sort of uh, brought out my interest in programming because uh, I've always you know loved uh, coding and uh, like just working with technology in general Uh, like you know I, I, I love playing video games and things like that so uh, you know the fact uh, at that time I got to know that you can do crazy things with coding, like you can, you know, uh, like you can build robots or you could, you know, automate stuff, make websites, make games. So that really fascinated me at that time. And um, uh, I, yeah, after that, I just, you know, went down deeper down the rabbit hole. Uh, well, I, the unfortunate thing was that uh, I actually did not have a really good internet until like a couple of years ago. Um, so, I mean, learning through books and all that was a bit difficult and, uh, the general lack of resources and guidance that I had, I mean, so it, it was really hard to, you know, navigate things and, uh, you know, learn how to code myself with, uh, these online resources. So, uh, it's a journey that, you know, I figured out on my own. Uh, it took me a while to, you know, get here and, uh, like, you know, actually start making real things with code, but yeah, that's kind of how it has been it's mostly been self-learned and you know through self-dedication and patience yeah i mean it took took you a while but like the the while for us just to put into reference you're 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 16 or 17 i'm going to be 17 in four days wow okay (laughs) so you're still 16 uh and you've you know accomplished quite a bit in the in the coding sphere or at least like learn learning in the coding sphere and that's a lot further, let's just say, than a lot of people in our audience or, you know, us like Matt and I, like we we really began coding when we were like well into our 20s and uh, like seriously coding. And it took us a while to create something of any sort of meaning, obviously, and start building stuff. So, again, it's it's one of those things where just for our audience's sake, it's not about when you start. Like we're not saying like, you know, you have to be 16 or 15 or 14 to start, but it's just impressive that you took that initiative upon yourself with limited resources and got through the probably like multiple hurdles to get to a point where you're actually able to, you know, teach a little bit of coding. You do that on Twitter a little bit here and there, and you, you give talks on the, on, on different coding uh, systems, like machine learning systems, which we'll talk about in a second. That mental barrier that you had to cross and those, those bridges and those like massive no internet, like a really, really bad internet uh, because of where you were. How did you, like, what was your drive? Like, can you give us a little bit of a picture of your mindset of just why you wanted to be in this industry so badly? So, I mean, uh, I've, I, you know, as I said before, I've always loved computers and, you know, I'm, um, I think it's mostly driven by curiosity and passion. So, um, the fact that, you know, by let's say by learning how to code in python you can 
build machine learning models and things like that you can do all sorts of crazy things uh that is something i wanted to do i found it cool i found it interesting and my curiosity and passion just pushed me towards it and uh, i i think at, at the end of the day it just boils down to that i i just really wanted to know how 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 this works and you know i, I just wanted to try it out because it looked cool beyond the beyond the passion you know uh some people will get into this field based solely upon like an entrepreneurship like they have an idea right and they're like hey you know what i'm just going to code this i can't afford a developer or some people get into it because you know maybe the salaries are good in their area or they it's better uh pay than what they're doing right now or they want to you know uh, work in an office rather than uh in the field somewhere whatever they're doing do you think that because since passion is, you know, a part of your formula for getting into this, do you think that passion is a requirement or do you think that, you know, people can, and I'm sure people have, but do you think that, you know, you can find success even if you're just in it for the business or the uh, money aspect of the field? Well, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, I, I mean, uh, like, like a lot of people say that you need to be passionate if you want to get into this industry, but I don't think that's completely true. Uh, you can, you can be in the tech industry and, you know, be a programmer solely in it for the money or just because you want to solve a problem because you're an entrepreneur and you cannot afford another developer. Um, and I think that's totally okay. Uh, be uh, like, uh, you have to feed your family somehow and you know uh, the tech industry does pay well so and you don't necessarily need to have a passion i think it's completely fine yeah i think i think that was a good question actually i was gonna i was gonna do the follow-up with the with the passion as well because we we had a couple of um episodes with some guests where they were very focused on the passion as well and there's some there's something to be said about like yes like you do need a little bit of passion to be able to at least get through some serious problems. Um, maybe passion for problem solving is a better one. Screw, screw coding, like let's put coding to the side. Maybe it's like you just need a little bit of that drive to solve problems. And maybe maybe the passion is just to make a living too. Like you, you need something to drive you, to drive you forward with coding. But I agree with you 100% that passion for like, you know, figuring out how to do this framework or figuring out how to do this you know, this library or whatever, that's, that's not really a requirement for everyone. That's totally like, you know, if you want to do it for the money, do it for the money. That's what the job is there for. But moving on here a little bit, uh, out of all the things that you chose that you could have chosen to do in your career, like not, not in your career, but like your learning path, why did you get into machine learning and choose that as a specialty to focus on? Uh, so it, I, I think it kind of started uh, uh, back in 2017. So, I mean, I was, uh, so I, uh, Google has this conference every year where they show off some of their latest tech. And uh, one of the things that they were like talking about is their assistant that could pretty much respond to like a real person speaking in front of them as if the, the assistant, the AI was a human. And, you know, that I found that really fascinating. The fact that a computer could basically talk like a human being, uh, and you know that was really that that blew my mind at the time. And uh, I think in general, uh, back in 2016, 2017, there was this uh, hype around machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, and you know, I found it interesting that you could uh, tell a computer to do things that a human typically would 
hence the term artificial intelligence uh, i i mean it sounds cliche but i found that really cool so uh, you know i i really wanted to get into it but the i guess the main problem at the time was that i thought that you know uh like going through a couple of videos on youtube that uh, all i saw was a bunch of uh, college level math and um, all that just scared me away so i mean i kind of gave hope on like you know trying to learn machine learning at that time uh because it seemed too difficult um so and uh, i also did not have a good computer at that time so you know uh, i i had this misconception that you need to have a really good computer to actually do things with machine learning but um like as like uh, as i went down the rabbit hole and i explored more i realized that uh, maybe you can you know do this without a good computer using uh, some online resources that i didn't know about and uh, you know then i also found out some tutorials which weren't as math heavy as the ones i first saw and you know all of that just helped me get started with machine learning and uh, it just helped me uh, to you know find a path which i was not able to do before where do you think where do you think in in someone's programming journey because i know a lot of the listeners uh, that are hearing this right now are you know junior developers or people that are just looking to get into the field what do you think uh is the path so if they're interested in machine learning when do they jump into machine learning do they learn you know web development first and learn how to make websites or learn how to make desktop apps like do they choose a path and learn sort of uh, the the non-machine learning of that field and then try to apply machine learning to that project, that desktop app or that website? Or do they or should they go right into machine learning to sort of get those math skills and those type of things first? So, I mean, this is kind of like a debatable topic, but generally what I suggest to most people out there is that, uh, I mean, most people are scared uh, scared of learning machine learning because of the math. But I do think that uh, learning the math for machine learning is something that can be done later on. So f- uh, first, what I typically recommend is uh, get good programming skills. Uh, and I, I always recommend Python because Python is, you know, the mainstream language for machine learning as of right now. And uh, once you have good programming skills, you can you can basically get into machine learning. You can, you know, build small models. You can... Uh, even deploy them, uh, make real-world applications that use machine learning. And uh, you can do all of this without knowing the math, uh, at least the basics of this. Uh, and, you know, I think that's a good enough uh, kickstart. And later down the line, when when you, you know, when you want to just uh, go go deeper into machine learning and explore how it works under the hood, and th- that is when you can, you know, start learning the math and trying to, under, uh, fi- trying to figure out how all of this works. So, uh, start with programming in Python, and then you can immediately learn a framework like TensorFlow or Scikit-Learn to get a feel for machine learning. You can also deploy it uh, in the real-world application, and then you can uh, learn the math and you know just uh, continue learning. That's what I generally you know tell someone who's who's like just about to get started with machine learning. And bringing it back to the like to the audience again, and a lot of the people here listening that are, are also, for the most part, uh, going into uh, web development. So uh, if they if they say, you know what, like I'll follow I'll follow uh, Pratham's path, and I'll you know I'll try some Python. 
What would be your suggestion for someone who, let's say, is a junior developer in web development to get into Python? Because even off the top of my head, I can't really think of a, a, a project, right? Like a website, something that's easy. It's sort of visual. It's sort of like, oh, I'll just make another, you know, to do app, but it's just like a website. What, what what's, what's the type of things do you think would be a good exercise for people that want to start getting into machine learning who are maybe a junior now switching to Python from HTML, CSS, JS, maybe some node in there, whatever. What do you think that that experience uh, is is like? What 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 type of things should they be looking for in Python once they get a little bit of the syntax down, of course, as we all have to do? You know, I think over time, I've just realized that machine learning, uh, you uh, like we should treat machine learning as a tool that can add more value to your uh, current job, let's say. So uh, let's say if you're a web developer, I think uh, I think if, uh, since you're a web developer, you already know JavaScript. Um, and um, in my opinion, JavaScript is um, more syntactically complex than Python. So you won't have a, a tough time, you know, learning uh, Python. Uh, just uh, like getting some of the basics on it won't take much or that much time and uh, you can uh, in fact you can even start machine learning using javascript uh, the, using this framework called tensorflow.js so you have tons of options here but uh, what i would recommend is since you already know javascript you can learn some of the basic syntax of python and then you can get started with a framework like TensorFlow. And since you already know how to make websites, you can immediately create like a web app that has machine learning in it using uh, a framework like TensorFlow. So uh, I think, and uh, in, in fact, I was a web developer before I sort of, you know, focused, uh, like shifted my focus more onto machine learning. And uh, I was doing React and Next.js and that sort of thing. Uh, but then, uh, you know, I... I uh, I also wanted to try out machine learning. So, uh, like, that that's how I went about it. Um, and uh, I just uh, I just learned Python from JavaScript after that. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense, honestly. And uh, it, I, I agree with you that J- JavaScript is a little bit more syntactically difficult than Python. Python is a lot more human-readable. JavaScript's not crazy difficult as well like there there are more difficult languages but you're right going from javascript to python should be easier than the other way around um so people shouldn't be afraid to do that and uh your method of like you know just do something in python and send that data over to your you know front end application and display it on a page is a really good method to learn and to start from like from the beginning you can even do something really simple as like doing a few routes in because because python can be used as a full-on backend to any sort of front-end application, right? So you can do anything you want that you could have done in Node or Laravel or whatever in Python. There's like Plesk and uh, one I can't, Django, I think. Plesk and Django that allow you to do that. So that's, if you're a web developer, it's a perfect idea to start there, right? Get that connection going from your website to, the, uh, to a backend service in Python. And then again, you can take that information, get some machine learning done on the backend and send it back to your front end once you actually get to that step. And I'm really glad you brought up TensorFlow.js because that's the one and only <laughs> machine learning uh, framework I've actually used. And it was surprisingly really easy. And the mentality that you have of like, I just needed to get something done a little bit and you and get into the mode of like, okay, I, I can do a little bit of job of uh, TensorFlow and I can do a little bit of machine learning without all this math and all this crazy computing that I needed. And that got you started. Like that was like the ball rolling. 
I think that's a really important concept for people to understand is like once you start breaking stuff down into more simple ways of doing it, it makes it a lot easier for you to then go back and delve into the more complex side of it. Because if you get the hang of TensorFlow, you can use TensorFlow for a lot of things, but then you start understanding how it works and bring it all the way back to maybe delving into some mathematical concepts in in, in uh, machine learning. So that was a really good call out there, Pradham. Thank you for that. Um, but with that, uh, I think we can move on to the next thing here. So I don't know if everyone, like I'm sure most people listening to this have probably heard heard about this before, but Pratham is um, really big in the Twitter community, like really, really big in the Twitter community. I think he has close to like 75,000 followers, probably going to be past that by the time this episode is out. So I kind of want to talk to you about that mentality. Like what got you into building an audience on Twitter? Can you take us through like some of your initial techniques and uh, the mentality behind it? Yeah, so my Twitter journey has also been very interesting. So uh, if you go back in 2019, uh, around June, uh, that is when I I joined Twitter. I, uh, not because I had any intention of using it, but uh, I wanted to log into some website. So I just, you know, I had to make a Twitter account so that I could get that done. And uh, I didn't really use Twitter for quite some time until like uh, March of last year. Uh, and, uh, that is exactly when, you know, we had the virus and the pandemic. So, uh, when we had the lockdown, I, you know, I was, uh, I had a lot of free time with me. So I, uh, I, I started to learn how to code, uh, like, you know, uh, more aggressively. Uh, so, and then I, what I noticed was I happened to log on to Twitter, uh, that day. And I noticed that there's like a really good tech community over here. So there, so there are people sharing what they've learned today or, uh, just just sharing their projects or things like that. So, um, I mean, I thought, you know, um, maybe I could provide value to this community in some way. And um, for the first couple of months, I, you know, I was just having fun. I was, uh, so at the time I was, you know, focused more on web development. So I was trying to, you know, share uh, snippets on React and that sort of thing. And uh, uh, what, what happened was that I got shout outs from a couple of accounts, which I never really expected. Um, and you know, uh, so that brought my followers from like, uh, from a hundred to like 800 or 900. And, you know, that was, you know, that sort of, you know, really motivated me that, Hey, this might be a good place to, you know, share your knowledge and maybe, uh, build an audience. And, um, I just kept doing that for a while. And what I happened to realize later on was that, uh, there are a lot of web developers who want to get. Uh, like a taste of machine learning but they just don't know where to start and i have been in that same boat like been in that same boat for quite some time so i thought maybe if i could provide value to this set of audience that wants to get into machine learning then you know i could grow my audience here and build a community so uh that's that's how it really you know began and uh i mean i just tried to you know uh share value and uh things just went on going and yeah now we are here today uh and you know i think um, i come uh, back to this again and again it's all about sharing value and helping out others that is what you know uh, really helps you build an audience if you're after that and uh, yeah that's mainly how it went for me 
Yeah, absolutely. I fully, fully understand that. Like it, it took me a while to wrap my head around the value of Twitter. I think that took, that took more time than like for me to dive in and actually use it. Um, but once I figured out what you exactly said is that like, if you help people, people love that. And I love that. Like I, th- that's the whole point of this podcast is to help people. And the Twitter community is like an entire, like a massive circle of people helping each other to find jobs, to find knowledge, to find like other communities, to, you know, share their successes, to share their defeats and stuff like that. Like you combine all that into one big kind of pretty well-functioning community. Obviously there's some issues here and there, but that's going to happen everywhere. Um, It is a really valuable piece of software really in, in the end. And if you can capitalize on it, kind of the sky's the limit here for you, right? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of opportunities that have come up for you from your Twitter escapades and from your Twitter, uh, from your Twitter account that would have never come to you without it. And I think that's the key for people to realize, like one one of the biggest things that I want people to get out of this is that first of all, anyone can do it. Like it's, it's one of those things that like, you just have to kind of dive into it and go past all the roadblocks that you hit, just like you did for them. And secondly, it's it's only beneficial for you because as you get your name out there, it's going to be easier for you to find a job, to get the knowledge that you need, to connect with the people that you want to connect with, to get, you know, to network in, in the community that, that you want to network in. Um, and it's only going to be a benefit to you. It's just getting past that initial like little hurdle of no one's looking at your stuff. No one is... Uh, talking about you no one cares and you just have to provide value in that time frame and just keep providing it and keep trying to help people as much as you can you can get there too that's what that's what i've learned from you pratham that's what i've learned from a bunch of other people on twitter so i just wanted to thank you for that um and i don't know if you have any like thoughts on the fact that like what do you think about people needing to you know write blog posts and have a twitter audience and doing all that when they're first starting out well, yeah. Um, so, in fact, I, I think you mentioned how, you know, because of building an audience, I got, uh, like you can get job opportunities and things like that. And uh, surprisingly enough, uh, I actually did get a job this year uh, as a research fellow uh, at this company called AI Crowd. So, um, uh, I, I mean, Twitter can get you loads of opportunities. And uh, the thing about being in a community is that uh, once you start learning in the community, you you you'll realize that you learn things a lot faster than you would normally because now you have to be you have to be true to the community and true to yourself so there's this really popular hashtag on twitter that's called the 100 days of code and that is where uh, people you know uh, learn how to code in in 100 days um so by keeping that consistency going on and being a part of the community you can uh, accelerate your learning uh, by a whole lot, uh, at least in the uh, at least what I've seen in a lot of people. I know some people maybe prefer just learning on their own, but learning in a community can be very beneficial. And uh, apart from that, uh, writing blog posts and you know creating content on Twitter g- gives you a lot of visibility. So uh, I've been like I've been invited to a couple of talks, and I mean I've I, I came to this podcast because of my uh, Twitter audience, and that's how we got connected. So. 
you can build connections you can uh, gain visibility you can you can do whole lots of stuff and most importantly you can you can meet lots of awesome people and you know that's what that is the main you know advantage advantage of being a part of this community and uh, if i were starting programming like uh, five years again uh, uh, like i would totally you know join twitter and share my journey uh, if i were to like you know start again awesome is there any other advice you would give to someone starting out like you said five years ago is there anything that you wish you would have done or anything that you did that you think really propelled you forward yeah definitely so i would you know first and foremost i would be more consistent with what uh, like what i want uh, in my programming journey and apart from that i would you know also be more focused on what i want to do with code so like one of the mistakes that i made in this programming journey was that uh, it's very easy to get lost uh, in in this like in this uh, like in this entire ecosystem uh, you like you need to be focused on one particular thing at a time so what i tried to do was i tried to make games i tried to get into machine learning i tried to make websites mobile applications desktop applications and you know it just it just didn't work out so uh just keep uh, do one task at a time and be consistent and uh you know uh, take some help from online articles and uh, if possible you know ask for some guidance because that really helps uh, so i remember like uh, a couple of years ago i had been told by someone that the more programming languages you know the better of a programmer you are and that sounded reasonable to me but uh slowly i realized that it's not about what programming language you learn or how many how many of these programming languages do you know but it's more about just uh solving problems with by using code no matter what language it is so i mean i remember learning java php ruby uh sql react node uh, so like i learned the basics of these languages but i realized that i wasn't really making any progress because i was just you know learning the basics of all i was just uh, memor- uh, memorizing the syntaxes of these languages which uh, didn't help me you know solve any problem so uh, just know that programming is a tool that you can use to get problems solved and you know focus more on the problems and you know this is all like this is, this is like the main advice i'd give to everyone how much how much of your um see so as you said you you know you had tried a bunch like making games making some websites this and that and and like twitter is something that really took off for you eventually like how much of your um i don't know maybe planning or maybe there is no planning i guess that's more more or less my question is you know you let's say you're a brand new developer right now let's say you had to restart right now you have zero followers on twitter you're like you know what i want to build a twitter following and i'm new to developing so i want to build this website and i want to document the journey which makes sense right on twitter to some extent, you know, I'm using this language, I'm using this stack, I'm using this and that, whatever, this is what the site's about, all that. But how much of that sort of planning of that project are you are you um, sort of leaving time for the content plan? Uh, because I know that what even Mike and I will struggle, like I'll be learning something new, like Svelte, which I am now, and I'll be like, oh, like I can't show this, like this just looks like crap, like I'm learning it, right? Like I have no idea what I'm doing yet. And and then I keep like almost delaying my svelte learning because I'm like trying to figure out what to share. So like, what's the, what's the, you know, the give and take there? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? And if you were starting at zero followers, like as a complete beginner, would you really worry about 
sharing that stuff too much? Like, would you just share everything? Like, how would you maybe process that? So I think one of the advantages of sharing knowledge when you're a beginner is that you understand how difficult things are. And um, like uh, when you're a beginner, you can explain these sort of beginner level concepts very easily because you're a beginner yourself, right? So other beginners can learn from it. Uh, I think that uh, the best way to share knowledge from your projects is through your mistakes and things that you find difficult. So, I mean, you took the example of Svelte, right? So, um, I think the, the JavaScript community on Twitter is really active. So, uh, in, in, uh, like there might be some really, you know, uh, there might be a few features or quirks of Svelte that not a lot of people know about, but you got to know about that because you were, you know, learning Svelte. And you think that might help other people. So, go ahead and share that. I mean, uh, just do it. That's what I, you know, I tell people. So, I mean, when I'm, when I'm, you know, when I'm working with Python and all these frameworks, sometimes there are, uh, I run into some issues and I find that there are better ways to solve this problem. So, uh, I, I mean, I, and I share that on Twitter and, you know, a lot of people who didn't know about it previously get to know about it. So that's kind of like the approach I take, uh, on, you know, on sharing content. And, uh, apart from that, um, I, you know, I, I, I specifically make content for topics that I'm particularly weak at. So in Python, we have object oriented programming, which took me a while to figure out. So I might do make a, like a quick thread about it, how object oriented programming works and uh, things like that. So once you start teaching, you start learning that concept really well yourself. And, you know, I think that's the, that's the best part about it. So you can, so you can teach, uh, you can give value to a lot of people out there and at the same time, solidify your own concepts. And, you know, being a beginner is, uh, like when you're a beginner, this is the easiest thing to do. So if I were at zero followers today, um, I would, let's say, learn Django or Flask and, uh, then I would, you know, try to make threads about how, let's say, how you can, uh, how you can make a simple web application using Flask or how you can, uh, implement an API in Flask. And, you know, um, these, uh, threads in these small explanations can, you know, provide a lot of value to people. And, uh, at the same time, it can help you out as well in learning the concept better. That's a really interesting insight. I like that you kind of touched on that because you're 100% correct. And it's something I didn't even think about is when you're when you're new at something, you can really, really explain it to somebody. Whereas if you're you know really experienced, some of the stuff is just muscle memory, like uh, Mike and I can attest. So like we were in IT for a while and then obviously we kind of effectively provide IT to our family members and you can just sort of it, it, when a problem comes up on a computer, I can just sort of be like, it's probably this or this, you know. And it's hard to explain to someone else if I was, for some reason, training someone else to do my family's IT. It's it's really difficult, actually, to explain how I came to that conclusion. I'd be like, oh, it sounds like this was ticking. So it's probably like a bearing in this fan or like it sounds like the hard drives like screwed up or something like there's a, like I already have all this knowledge. And it's just like I kind of like go to the library of knowledge in my head, pull that book out. And I'm just sort of like, it's probably this or it's this, you know, these are the two suggestions I have. And there's no, like, at least I can't think of one right now. I can't really think, like, I can't really provide that muscle memory to someone. It's almost like they have to come up with that themselves. And with programming, you know, it's even more than that. Like even something as, um, you know, early on, typically in a web developer's journey, they'll learn like the flow of the DOM. I mean, 
to us, it's very simplistic. But I remember learning that and I I was like, you know, like everyone else, like, what the hell's going on here? Like, why does this thing keep going above this other thing? Like, what's going on? It just takes a while for you to get used to it. And then once you get used to it, now you can just sort of apply that knowledge like a mu- like a muscle memory, like a like an instinct almost. You won't even realize that you're doing it. So that's that's super interesting insight. I'm glad you touched on that, especially for uh, the junior uh, developers that listen to this, because, you know, they're even though they have, uh, let's say, less knowledge because they haven't learned everything, less knowledge than a senior developer. They offer a unique insight at their level, even though it ha- even though they haven't learned everything yet. Yeah, I think that's a really fantastic point. I mean, uh, once you learn, so, like once you're past a really beginner level concept, uh, it just becomes muscle memory and it's hard to explain it once you've gone past that stage. And I think a lot of, you know, um, a lot of people miss the fact that uh, that concepts that seem easy to them might not be as simple to others out there. So, yeah, that's a fantastic point. I like it. There's a lot of wisdom in that. That's for sure. A lot of wisdom from you, Pratham. That's uh, <laughs> thank you again for coming on. But now, now that we've talked about kind of Twitter, we've talked about how you got into it, we talked about machine learning. What's next? Like, what's your what's your plan moving forward? Like, you got you ha- you already have a job. Um, I'm guessing it's just kind of like a it's, is it a part time thing while you're going through school, and then you want to finish school. What what's your plan going forward? Yeah, it's a it's a past part time job for now, and. Um and and yeah it's a part-time job for now but we'll see what i'll do in the future but um i'm like i'm planning to get into a good university hopefully in the uh, like probably in the united states and um yeah that's what i'm you know that's what every high schooler does and yeah that's something i'm working towards and other than that you know i'm just trying to uh have fun and you know lo- like uh, get better at machine learning learn more things in programming and uh, other than that, you know, maybe build my, like, make my community even larger on Twitter, share more value. Uh, for the time being, that's that's mainly what I've thought about, but we'll see how it goes. I like it, yeah. That's, I mean, that, that those are good, that's a good mindset to have. Do you ha- do you do anything, like, in your in your part, like, you said you, you game and stuff like that. Are you a, uh, a PC gamer, PlayStation, Xbox? Yeah, so I've uh, so I have a gaming PC right here that I also use for machine learning, and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean I game as a hobby. Uh, I play I play a bit of Minecraft and Rocket League, um, and that's mainly about it. I'm not a huge gamer, but yeah, I mean, uh, some like I I do have fun playing games at times. You mean you're not a you're not addicted like me? <laughs> yeah, I kind of I dabble in literally everything. I do absolutely everything and uh, for hours a day. So uh, yeah, don't don't ask me that. <laughs> don't ask me that, Mike. Don't ask me. <laughs> no, Matt. What, I, I, I mean, I'm kind of curious. So what what so what kind of games do you play? And you know, oh, like obviously, which platform do you play it on? Uh, so, uh, all the platforms actually, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC, I have them all. Uh, wow. and yeah, I'm just like a huge gamer and it's just like what I, I'm in a gaming chair on a gaming desk, uh, at the moment. So, uh, there's that whole thing, but, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of multiplayer stuff actually. So I, I have a pretty big, uh, sort of friend, uh, community of people that I went to high school with as well as met in college and stuff. And so we're just, uh, you know, and pretty much you can jump on any night and someone will be around at least one or two people will be around and, uh. Yeah, it's been uh, 
It's been a it's been a trip. I was I, like even last night I was up to four a.m. playing with some folks because it's a tech, it's like technically a holiday uh, for some people here today and some for other people it's tomorrow. So um, they had uh, today off and so I uh, just stayed up to four a.m. and uh, hardly slept. But you know that's <laughs> that's the gamer lifestyle, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Um, playing- I mean, that, that's really fantastic. Uh, we should you know we should play some game together someday. Yeah, that'd be Hopefully. cool. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I'm fun. I'm always online on something, so <laughs> yeah. I'm down for some Minecraft. Awesome. <laughs> that, yeah, that's cool. Fantastic. Uh, but I think with that, uh, we've kind of covered everything. Uh, learned a little bit about you, Pratham. So thank you for that. And I just want to kind of give you the floor to talk about anything that you know you want to promote. It's kind of like your 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 chance to do your shameless self plugs, as we like to call them. <laughs> um not really the I, I don't have too many shameless plugs at, <laughs> at the moment but i guess you could follow me on twitter and um, yeah if you're hearing this podcast come say hi to me on our twitter dm and uh hopefully you find something interesting on my profile i mean that's yeah that's me it awesome so again thank you for coming on uh and yeah i think we'll be in touch for sure maybe we'll have another follow-up episode coming sometime you know in the future maybe a year from now or six months from now we'll see we'll see where you're at we'll definitely be following your uh meteoric rise into university and then wherever the heck you go after that maybe like you know being the head of google or something (laughs) (laughs) we'll, we'll see uh so thanks again thank you well, hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. But now it is time for Mike to tell us what he's been working on. I'm expecting a doozy of a a doozy of a what you've been working on ever since that that title that title scandal. Hashtag can we do like a title gate? Or maybe that already exists and it's something else that's horrible, but a title scandal. The Mike title scandal. So what do you got for us? What have you been working on, Mike? I've been working on titles. That's it. The entire time, the, the last, entire the entire yeah, time, weeks like weeks of title of title management. After that scandal, it was terrible. Um, but a no. new a new repo on GitHub is available for anyone who needs to man no, <laughs> needs to manage titles. Um, okay, so what I've been working on is like a lot of different things. We're starting a new contract project. Uh, it's going to be like an eight week contract, uh, weekly sprints, and I've been working on getting prepped for that, getting ready for that, choosing the tech stack. Um, we're actually going with Svelte as the front end this time, not Vue. So that's going to be an interesting uh, experience, and we're going with Laravel on the back end. So it kind of we kind of went between a lot of different things, talked about it with the team, and finally landed on those kind of two things. And uh, yeah, that's that's been my focus for probably like a week and a half or so, as well as obviously still managing the Twitter audience and you know gaining some followers, losing some followers, and talking to people and just getting an overview on that whole ecosystem and social media in general so that's about it for me what about you matt uh well i have been uh i don't remember i've been i've been bouncing around like crazy but i also don't remember because i i got very ill from my covid shot so one of these episodes because these are all recorded out of order now one of these episodes i i complain right away about how i'm starting to feel bad because i had just received my covid shot so we're recording this little intro outro uh, you know, well after the the call was recorded with Pratham, and uh, I was dead for about three days. Uh, I was not feeling well uh, due to fevers and such. So I mean, I'm back now, uh, and I'm here, and I'm feeling good. But yeah, I got I got pretty sick. 
So I, 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 if I did anything, oh, I did. Oh my God, we, uh, we soft launched the site. So the site's up. Uh, that's htmlothings.com. If you want to go check that out, it's it's a soft launch because uh, we haven't been pushing it too much. It's uh, more like usability testing, and you can go check out like the the show notes and stuff on there. Uh, there's a variety of show notes on there and stuff like that. You can listen to the show on there as well and 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 whatnot. But uh, more to come. There's like some coming soon pages and stuff. Hence the soft launch. But it's finally out. Finally did it. Uh, and I did that while dying from a lazy boy. So. <laughs> <laughs> With the power of the internet, I succeeded. So there's that whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. So go go check that out, htmlallthethings.com. Uh, but uh, that concludes that concludes what I've been working on. Mike, do you have anything else to add before we run the old conclusion here? Runner up. All right. Well, remember, we're, we are on Patreon. If you want to support the show and shows like this, that's patreon.com. Well, shows and shows like this. What is this, a TV like? tv thing for like for viewers like you uh no if you want to support this show you can go check out patreon.com slash html all the things check out the tiers give that a go many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons sean from RabbitWorks javascript on youtube.com slash RabbitWorks javascript garrick from local path computing and web design on localpathcomputing.com ryan gatchel from blue black digital on blueblackdigital.com chris from self-made web designer on selfmadewebdesigner.com tim from the web hacker on thewebhacker.com dl ford from dl ford.io vim hashdash from nine block media on nineblockmedia.com jason from geek life radio via geekliferadio.com and michael curie from mc web Web Studio via mcwebstudio.ca. Feel free to leave a comment or a review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.